1: focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota.
0: Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and we are here with the makers of Minnesota. This is episode number 30. Wow, it's hard to believe we've done 30 episodes. you are listening to this podcast it's because you are interested in the things that make our community tick the makers whether it is someone in the tech world someone who's making a food product someone who's got a service or a product we want to know about them we are highlighting makers all over the state of minnesota this particular episode i'm pleased to introduce you to ashley olds with sweet science ice cream it is the middle of february when we're recording this But I was like, oh, you are doing so much cool stuff that I needed to talk to you. Welcome to the show. Thank
1: you. Thanks for having me, Stephanie. Good to be here.
0: So I I just want to start out, you know, ice cream. Who doesn't love ice cream? Right. But by the same token, like ice cream, like starting an ice cream company, none of this seems particularly easy. It seems like a kind of crowded field. Yeah. Tell me about who you are and what were you doing prior to starting Sweet
1: Science Ice Cream? Yeah. So about, uh, what is it, almost 11 years ago... I got roped into, it's sort of roped into it, um, starting a cafe in South St. Paul, of all places. Okay. Um, it's still around. I'm not there anymore. It's called Black Sheep Coffee Cafe. Okay. And I really learned that I loved working with food and I loved um, working for myself, you know. Um, it was sort of one of those things where I figured I could have gone to to a restaurant um, and worked my way up huh. and, um, you know... And um I feel like it was it was just sort of an opportunity that like I could just figure it out, you know. And it's and it taught me that my best guess wasn't that far off and whatever. And so um I was in there laying tile and you know, the whole so thing. you literally started just a coffee yeah. shop. Yeah. And so um at the time it was kind of us and Copland's okay. for like really good coffee in the Twin Cities. Um and so um, I, I headed up the kitchen. We did all the bakery and the pastries and, you know, stuff like that. Did you like have that. any experience in that? Not at all. I um, I took some food science classes in college. And while I was in college, I discovered that I got the Food Network with my basic cable package, strangely. So if the television was on for like two years, Food Network was on. Sure. And then suddenly I couldn't learn anything from Food Network anymore. And then I just started, you know, just digesting anything I could find, you know, reading Julia Childs and... You know, Graham Kerr was my absolute favorite from the, from way back. But um, yeah, and so I did. I did the the coffee shop cafe. Learned that I loved wearing a bunch of different hats. I really loved um, just working with food and, and for myself. How did you get the money to start up the coffee shop cafe? We had we had three um, three partners. Okay, one did the front of the house, mm-hmm. the coffee and stuff. I did the back of the house, and then we had a financer of the whole operation. So I kind of got to learn on someone else's dime, sort of. It was That's really incredible. an amazing opportunity. Um, so after I left there, um, I went and worked with Colin at Rogue Chocolatier, I okay. used to be a local guy, and he was doing single-origin bean-to-bar chocolate. Yep. No one ha- no one was doing it. Um, he was repurposing machines that weren't even for chocolate to get the certain properties out of it. He was yep. like a NASA scientist, but with chocolate. I remember meeting him. Yeah. And it was in his veins. He just loved it. And the kind of the funny thing is, chocolate doesn't thrill me. Not one bit. I'll go fruity over chocolate. Anytime. Van- yeah. I'm a vanilla girl. Um, and so um, I said to myself, you know, he's got it right. It's in his veins. He's got the passion for it. Um, he does it all day long and he just loves it. What is my chocolate? And so I remember I was sitting at the Black Sea restaurant on Snelling Avenue and I had an epiphany. It's ice cream. Of course it is. Of course. I've loved it my whole life. It's my family is a huge ice cream, you know, eating family. and uh-huh. You know, I just, I love it. I love it. Some of my earliest memories are of ice cream. And so um, I set out to find ice cream that was all natural and super flavor forward. So I said, okay, I'm going to look for it. Is it out there? Because that's really what I love. Right. And I really couldn't find it. You know, we have great ice cream. And at the time we had great ice cream in the Twin Cities, but nothing was all natural, super pure, super flavor forward. So when you say all
0: natural, like... I, this, I'm probably being ignorant here, but so like Ben and Jerry's isn't necessarily all natural.
1: I think, um, a lot of companies will add things so that, that provide shortcuts. So stabilizers, guar gums, um, things that trap air and hold on to air. Like the super economy brands of ice cream. If you pump that much air into it, the ice cream doesn't naturally want to hold on to that much air. Yep. Um, and air is your friend if you're making an economy brand, um, and so, Oh, so it's like pumped up ice cream and that's why right. you don't get that really rich mouth feel. Right, exactly. That's okay. why you need more and it's never satisfying and it's, you know, yeah. ice cream, is it ever really bad? You know, it's always always pretty good and delicious. Ice cream is wonderful, but I if it's totally really rich... I totally know what you're talking yeah. about, though, when you explain it that way. Okay. Yeah. All right. So
0: you want an all-natural product. Were you like okay, there's probably a reason why people don't do it that way. Is it because it's not shelf-stable, or did
1: you have to figure that out? Uh, Yeah, it turns out there's not a whole lot of money in it when you're making things from, like, the best ingredients you can find. You know, the margins obviously are a bit smaller. But um, there's nothing, I think, that compares to the flavor. Um, And so I I just set out with all the, the stuff I knew about food science, Um, How did you learn all this stuff about food science? Literally from the Food Network and Elton um, Brown? I took, yep, Elton Brown was a huge piece (laughs) of it. And um, I got to meet him earlier this year, and that was a lot of fun. Um, And uh, I got to spend the whole day with him. That was really neat. But um, yeah, I took a couple classes in in college of food science and just fell in love with it. At the time, strangely, didn't know it was a major. So um, I was just kind of on my own over at the U of M. But um, then I subsequently went back um, to Metro and got my business degree. Okay. Um, so I said, you know, I have the practical application of running a business, but now, you know, if I want to get loans or something, I need to, I need to have the business background as well. And so, um, that was really helpful. And so I was thinking, okay, well, how could I bring this product to market? You know, um, a couple of my cousins out East, I'm originally from Long Island. Um, they, food trucks have always been big out there. Sure. You find a spot, you park it, you park it. And that's kind of your spot. And he, for years, this is back in the early 2000s, said, you know, do an ice do an ice cream truck, do a food truck, do a food truck. And back in the day, there weren't here, around here, there weren't really rules right, that made it conducive to actually, like, you had to have a bathroom on the truck and, and yeah. you know, all these things. And so I said, oh, no. And I also don't want to work on a truck 80 hours a week. So what sort of business model could I do where I'm the only employee at the beginning and I don't have all that overhead and capital investment? So I just started... Doing tasting events. I figured if people tried it, hopefully they would fall in love with it and want to take it home with them. And so that's kind of how the business was born. Neat. So, did you have a business
0: plan for the tasting events
1: or did that come further down the road? Uh, That was further down the road. I think um, about a year and a half into the business is when I graduated from the program. Um, But I just set up some tables in my friend's backyard and invited anyone I knew to come. And try it and um, kind of to prove the concept. Do people like it? And so um, I think I, I was working out of my apartment at the time. Yep. And uh, I worked and worked and worked and worked and made, I think, 65 pints. And then uh, at the tasting, my friends were so sweet. They they bought out everything I had and more. Yep. So So um, that was really fun. And then I just sort of would try to get anybody I could think of to just, hey, come on down and taste it. And so... Um, that's just kind of how, and the people I didn't know started showing up. And it just, over the years, this is five and a half years ago now. I um, loved the kind of
0: community element of that too. Like that not only were you building your business and proving your concept and your flavors, but creating a whole community. Ice cream
1: brings people together, right? Totally. You're having like an ice cream social in your backyard. Totally. And that is my absolute favorite part of ice cream. I didn't even know that this other part, my favorite part would exist, but... um, I started it because I just loved ice cream, yeah. you know, and bring, making a product that brings people together to share this joyous experience. You know, everybody loves ice cream. Nobody's upset. No, you know? everybody's just happy. And so at the tastings, if I could just bottle that like lively enthusiasm and everyone's just so excited and people will wait 30 to 45 minutes in line sometimes to to get through that line sure. and try it. And everyone's like, oh, it's so worth it. Um, and a lot of times now we'll have them at breweries because that's the only place that can hold that many people. And so um, you, you're a lot you're a lot more likely to spend thirty 45 minutes in line when you're you know having a beer yeah. hanging out with your friends. and so it works out really well. So you are tell me about the name sweet science. Yeah, so um, originally, you know, my interest in food science, um, and and I feel like, the more you know about the ingredients you're using, the better the end product will be. And so we just take the best ingredients we can find, apply some food science um, to it, and just really um, bring it all together. And um, and uh, it just, it's... I'm thinking about your
0: website. Yeah. Because you have like a periodic table is sort of yeah, the way totally. that you access your flavors yeah. and you can click on them and then see more information about those particular flavors. So caramel apple cider crisp, brown sugar, uh, fig peach, watermelon, lime, sorbet, eggnog, black sesame. Black sesame is awesome.
1: It's a cult favorite. How do you think of your flavors? Uh, well, now we've done I, about, I don't know, 50 or 60 total. So now it's just sort of what what haven't we done? What area of the map haven't we hit? And so um, I just think it's sort of a sophisticated... Um, really kind of crowd-pleasing. It's not super far out there. Probably our most out-there one, you know, might be black sesame or our one of our most popular sweet corn blueberry. And those just happen to be in season at the same time. Yep. And so, like, let's try them together. And so some flavors go through 15, 20 rounds of R&D. You know, nope, let's tweak that, let's tweak that. Some live in my brain for so long that it's like, oh, that would be good. Let's do that. And Like berry crumble, my favorite, Yep. lived in my head for so long. And, uh, ooh, let's add some streusel, and then, you know, then it was born. Yep. Um, so, yeah.
0: So, are there, in your mind right now, a flavor? Mm-hmm. What is it
1: that um, you haven't
0: done yet, that you're noodling something on? Something
1: like dulce de leche. Okay. You know, like... Um, something caramely. Yeah, and we all we always strive to make most of our ice creams gluten-free whenever possible. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, um, the only reason we can't is, you know, we're using beer or something like that. We've paired, partnered with a bunch of local breweries. But, um, yeah, it's—so I get inspiration all the time, you know, looking at, you know, what other ice cream people are doing, what's in season right now. So right now, um, we thought it would be the perfect time to, um, to debut our vanilla series because yeah. it's—I just— Started thinking of snow and tundra and white and snow's pure and I love vanilla. Um, our logo is actually the molecule for vanilla. And so, um, yeah, so in the middle of February, let's let's debut the vanilla series.
0: So a vanilla series implies that there's more than one vanilla. Tell me about that and what the series looks like.
1: Yeah, so we have our, our traditional vanilla bean ice cream, which um, I feel like... That's the basis you can judge an ice cream company on. There's nothing to hide behind. It's just straightforward and pure. Oh, that's so and funny. Because we think that, like, my
0: radio partner on my radio show, The Weekly Dish, that you can listen to on Saturdays 9 to 11 on my MyTuck Um, my friend, my partner, Stephanie, she's like, you can judge a restaurant by its chicken.
1: Totally. Like, exactly. order the chicken
0: dish, and you yep. can tell, is that chef qualified? Is it going to be great? It should be, like, that... Everyone should know how to make an awesome piece of chicken.
1: Totally. Exactly. So vanilla is in the ice cream world, the chicken to the chefs. Yep. And then um, so for the other ones we're we're doing, um, we have a great partnership with 45th Parallel mm-hmm. out of New Richmond, Wisconsin. I love that and, company. Yeah. And every December we do um, an old fashioned ice cream with their whiskey and easy nosky cherry Vanilla bitters oh, and nice. brandied cherries. And it's like one of the most sought after you know, show up at the tasting in December, or you won't you won't get any. Yep. It just it goes. Um, and so they said, "Hey, would you like to make an ice cream with um, our bourbon?" Because we use the rye for the, yep. the old fashioned. And I said, "Yeah." And we had we um we had kind of done a, a little batch for them for a party that they had. But um, just bringing in those alcohol soluble flavors, like it just brings out so much in the vanilla. So we have a bourbon vanilla, partnering with them. We also have a malted vanilla that. I can't even describe how creamy it is. It's so old fashioned and creamy and delicious, um, but it's not heavy on the palate. It's it's Do you so have a lovely. good palate because some of this seems like it, I mean, might be so subtle. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of our flavors are developed with um, different layers of flavors in mind. I think a lot of times you just get a single note through the whole experience mm-hmm. and then oh, and then it's gone. But uh, we really design it to, like, hit some of the top notes and then have, like, full-bodied, like our like our coffee toffee ice cream. Um, I think a lot of coffee ice creams can end up tasting like a frozen frappuccino or something. Mm-hmm. And ours, we steep ground coffee in it so it's really full-bodied and it tastes, you know, it's coffee, like a brewed cup of coffee uh, without any pesky water. Um, <laughs> and then our last in the vanilla series is a honey vanilla using local honey. Uh, every year we partner... With a local honey company, and then um, do the honey vanilla, or excuse me, honey lemonade sorbet okay. at the honey booth at the state fair. Sure. So it's a honey vanilla lemonade ice cream or sorbet. Excuse me. I need to and, have you uh, come
0: back at fair time to talk about
1: that. Oh, it's I've never so heard fun! Of that.
0: Yeah, it's right where you get the honey ice
1: cream yeah. at the honey booth, and I know there's honey ice cream and it's yeah. delicious. I didn't know they had a sorbet yeah. there. That's it's super refreshing, like when it's hundred degrees yeah. and it's like you need a break. Yeah. So. Yeah
0: okay, you have all these flavors and you have these partnerships with people and you're still going pretty much like in your backyard, door to door, at breweries. You're right. selling it by the pint. I have under the impression that you are now opening some kind of a retail location. Am I correct?
1: I Yes, that is correct. <laughs> Tell me <laughs> about are. that. Because
0: I think, did I just read, I had booked you on the program and then, some scheduling things got changed. In the meantime, I read this article that you were opening a retail location. I was like, Oh my god, I can't I'm, wait to talk to you.
1: I'm that. so yeah, I'm so happy we we were allowed to talk about it. We signed the lease a while ago and I couldn't talk about it. Sure. But, uh yeah, it's gonna be in the Schmidt Brewery okay, on so West Seventh. You're one of the first people I know that's officially in there besides Yeah. So I'm one of the, the we're one of the five anchor tenants. Okay. Um we've got the two restaurants, the coffee, um, the patisserie, or the uh, chocolatier, excuse me. And us. And, um, so tell me that. So we've got uh, Nick Ranconi and uh, Thomas Beamer They're doing a The to-be-named revival guys. Yep. yep. And then there's the brewery. There's a new brewery. Yep. That's going to go up on the mezzanine And level. what brewery is that? Do you know? Called Clutch. Okay. Uh, they were home brewers that are now, you know, that's kind of the story of, of brewing. Um, and then we have Ola Repa. Okay. And we Love have Five Watt Coffee. And who's the chocolatier? I don't know. Okay, but there is one. Know. Yeah. And okay. what I love about it is that it's... So I have this philosophy in business where being an entrepreneur, I kind of get to design my life and who I work with and kind of, you know, design yes. what my life looks like. And so I try to always work with yummy people, right? So it's people that I just love what they're doing. And I just, like, life's too short to, like, do stuff with people you don't even like, you know? And so I always want to work with yummy people. And so... um, the guys at Ola and Revival and 5 Watt, they're all my favorite yummy people. So we were friends already. And now, like, emotionally, I get to satisfy this, like, yummy piece. And then, of course, they're, all their stuff is, like, the best. And so, so you'll I'm just be so excited. So you'll just be ensconced in ingredients. Totally. Right in your location. Totally, yeah. And I think um, there's also going to be some food stalls yep. in the center of the building. And so, um, you know, like, it's going to be, you know, farmers. Mm-hmm some of it. And so it might actually be like the farmer we've built a relationship with, like they finally get a stall. So it's like, it couldn't be closer to home. So Um, will
0: you have to ramp up production in a different way? Like how are you producing right now so that you have enough to go to a retail location? I imagine that's on your mind.
1: Yeah. And so for the last two or so years, we've been, we finally got wholesale licensing. I would say that is the biggest hurdle that we've overcome. Um, When I first started out, There were no rules in place for anyone my size, our size, uh, my size at the time, just me, (laughs) um, to wholesale ice cream. I could sell directly to people at my own events or at the farmer's market, but to get wholesale licensing was a whole other piece. And so it was a three-year conversation with the Department of Agriculture, like, how can we do it? How about this? How about this? And because um, they didn't really have an answer, the default was just no. It was just easier to say no. And so it was a three-year conversation to do that. And so when that happened, our sales doubled and so we learned how to figure out production for that. And um, we have a production facility right over um, in Dayton's Bluff, Minnesota, mm-hmm. or Dayton's Bluff, St. Paul. Is it um, just for you? Do you... We share with a couple okay. others. We're one of the largest tenants of the space. So
0: it's a commercial um, kitchen, but it's uniquely suited for your needs or...
1: Not really. So because we make everything out of Whole Foods, it's a lot like a pastry kitchen. Yeah. So we're baking, we're boiling, we're, you know, roasting, we're um, we're cooking. And so... Um, it's not necessarily a factory it's more like a a kitchen yeah um and so it's really great it's right around the corner from the strip club yep and uh so that's awesome because i drove by this building um because it's my neighborhood i drove by it all the time saying it's the old toast to bread sure bakery and so i would always drive by and go you know i would love to be in there but it just looks so small and it was kind of run down someone um renovated it and um and there we are it's been wonderful so we're gonna keep production there because it's you know going along swimmingly and then um I imagine production will probably double or triple, but yeah. um, because we aren't there full time right now, um, I think my my staff will be able to h- handle it. We always have seasonal staff that come in in the in the summer.
0: Well, let's talk about that. So right now, you are yourself,
1: and how many people? Right now, we used to have three full time production people. Uh, now we, my production staff, had a meeting. Yep. Uh, one of. Our production manager left and another uh, staffer took over that role and they said, how about we just do all the production for the for the winter and then in the spring we can hire the third and and whatever. And that's been working out great. They're amazing. They're so efficient. They're um, they're just awesome. And one of the things we we look for when we hire new people is like we were trying to put a word to like what that quality was. And it's jolly. We, we finally nailed it. It's jolly. It's somebody who's got a great attitude, you know, willing to just go above and beyond to just have, you know. You're very like, funny to me in yeah. a nice way. Okay.
0: Like the way that you described, and I actually wrote it down, that you want to work with yummy people. Yeah. And then you're trying to identify a characteristic in a production person that works for your business, which is jolly. You have a unique way of thinking about your business. Have you always been like that? Because... I'll just be honest, just listening to you tell your story. I don't know. It's pretty funny to me that you watch the Food Network and you're like, yeah, I can make ice cream, and yeah, I'll sell it in my backyard. And that all of these people have wanted to work with you. There must be something unique to your being that makes you uniquely suited to do this. Do you know what that is? Or do you even know what I'm talking about?
1: I get it. I, um, I've um, i had people um tell me that... um. Because there's ups and downs and there's, you know, starting something from scratch that no one's ever done before, you know, yeah. is a lot of work. And I guess I have the perseverance to just keep, keep at it. And you very calm. Know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I, um, I learned to be resourceful at an early age. Um, what did your parents do? My father was a professional hockey player in Minnesota. Um, and also later an really? entrepreneur. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Well, he's on the Mary Chia wall and everything. He is. Yeah. Oh, I'm in the Hubbard building and yeah. they're a huge fan. Yeah, so. And he's, um, he's, he was good who friends with, with Stan. Um, Wally Olds. Okay. Yep. He's one of the 50 best gophers of all time. He won the silver in Japan. Okay. In the that's Olympics. amazing. And my husband's yeah. writing a book right now about hockey. So oh, awesome. I'll have to see if
0: he knows who he is. Very
1: cool. Yeah. My parents met at a hockey game on Long Island. Um, my mom, um, started out as a hairdresser and then worked uh, later in um, consignment, the consignment industry and then elderly sure. care yep. um but yeah i just sort They're of brothers and sisters i have an older brother okay yep. is he an entrepreneur too he's not okay. not at all but um you know um i lost my dad he passed away about 8 years ago now and so i just um before that i was always pretty resourceful and independent and i'll figure it out if i want to do something i'll figure out the way to do it where do you do think it. that comes from um the figuring out how to get something done i think is is my mom um, she would be, you know, um, I remember this one time um, at their house, they lived in Marine on St. Croix, and there was this tree right in the way for the path to the front door. Yep. And my dad was going out of town for the weekend, and so I was going to hang out with mom for the weekend. And she wanted that tree gone. And um, my dad said, oh, the axe is pretty dull. We'll get the chainsaw when I get back. And my mom says, I'm going to find a way. So we dug a big, giant hole around the base of the tree and chopped it down below the the, <laughs> the root line. You know, and then my dad comes home. He says that axe was the dullest axe. You probably hurt yourself and whatever. But so my dad would wait and do it the right way. Yeah. So very, you know, efficient. And my mom would, I'll find a way to do it. I want something done. I'll figure it out. So
0: it's a little, it's a mix of both, I think. Yeah. You really exemplify that in a way that's really appealing to me. Well, thank you. So this is a great opportunity for you coming up, I would think.
1: Yeah. I'm very excited. I'm thrilled to be invited. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just thrilled to be able to offer it wide and kind of, like I was saying, kind of bottle that tasting experience. Like my favorite part of having the restaurant cafe was having regulars and having people come in and just that community piece of it. And so I'm really excited to have that kind of all the time. Will you call it Sweet Science Ice Cream? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and you will sell by the pint and will you also sell like by the cone? Totally. Yeah. We're going to have however many flavors we end up with. And um, yeah, we've got a little corner of the place and we'll be right next to the um, Nick and and Thomas. And you won't have to do anything
0: else other than ice cream in order to like make it go like you won't be doing like a soda fountain or coffee or.
1: No, a lot of the people around, you know, they're going to have liquor licenses. I think we might do some inventive hot chocolates and that kind of thing. That'd be cool. Um, You know, maybe some ice cream sandwiches or, you know, stuff like that. I do Um, love a good ice cream sandwich and you can bake. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going to try and develop one that's kind of gluten free. But um, are you gluten- free? I'm not, but I feel like um, with our price point, ours is an ultra premium product. Yep. I feel like um, you want to be mindful. If we're being mindful about using organic ingredients and local ingredients and whole foods, I think that's another step to just widening the the field for every more people to enjoy it. you know. How much is a pint of your premium ice cream generally? In the um, in the co-ops and outer tastings, it's 10 bucks. Okay, And your competitor is generally what? I would say Jenny's. Um, if you've ever heard of hers, she's a national brand out of Ohio. Okay, she kind of started Scoop Shops and went the other way. Um, locally, we have um, Sunny's and Pump House. And then, you know, there's Izzy's. Yeah, um, yeah so um, the only one that competes in our price bracket that's available on, you know, grocery store shelves would probably be the Jenny's. Okay. Yeah. And um, that's a huge company. She's done very well. Huge. Huge, so yeah. So just a slice of
0: that and you'd yeah, be like, all right, right cool. Yeah. Um, is there, when you look around the Twin Cities Marketplace, is there um, something that has inspired you, or someone that you look at their business and you just think, like, "Oh my God, they're so cool"?
1: Uh, two come to mind right off the bat: uh, John Kraus at Patisserie Forty Six. God, yes! Everything that man does, even his ice cream, is my favorite. Yep, he he's amazing. can do no wrong. He's so incredible. And then also the Herbivorous Butchers. Okay, they um, they sell they carry some of our sorbets, um, and actually, we're going to be coming out with. I finally got a vegan ice cream down. Some dairy-free, like it's hard to get the texture if yeah. you're not adding stuff to it. I'm really interested to see and what so, that ends up looking oh, like. It's so good, and I'm actually a little lactose intolerant. Yep. So, um, you know, given given the choice in my own freezer at home, I'll go for the test batches of that. Yep. Um, but no, the herbivorous butchers are just like creating this whole other category of food. That like didn't ever didn't ever exist, and they're just they're killing it, yeah. and they're such
0: lovely people. They're awesome. So well, they f- yeah. would fall into your jolly, yummy people. Totally, camp. they're totally yummy.
1: <laughs> and I went in there, and I uh, during their opening, and I looked around, and I said, "Gosh, this place is gorgeous." Who is your architect? And so now he's going to design our spot. Oh, and he is totally excellent. yummy too.
0: Yeah, and very is he excited. from the local Twin Cities? Mm-hmm, he totally is. All yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I am really excited to meet you. Um, I just I I ran a farmer's market this summer and one of our food trucks carried your ice cream and there were this handful of ladies that I remember in particular that would come out of the building where we were in front of every week to go to the food truck to say, What kind of ice cream do you have today? And They one time she couldn't come like something happened to her truck. I don't even remember what it was, but the ladies came out. And if you could have saw the look on their faces (laughs) when they realized they couldn't get your ice cream and it was right. I mean, I'd heard about it and like I knew you were doing kind of wacky flavors, but. Right then, looking at those ladies' faces, I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to talk to this woman and figure out. Because they were devastated. Yeah. And they didn't really know where else they could get it too. Sure. So it's, I think, going to be
1: awesome that you have a place that'll be consistent, that people will know where to find you. Exactly. That's kind of been a struggle. And so having a flagship Mm -hmm. um, and a way that we can represent our brand. Will um will just be so cool. In the meantime, too, I want people to know that you're still
0: doing tastings because you'll have one on March 12th. We'll actually have one on February 12th. Uh, we'll have one this Sunday. I don't think that this podcast oh, sure. will air before then, though. Yeah, yeah. So March 12th yep. will be the first time that this yep. airs, so people and can join be, you. That'll be at Ten Whiskers Brewery. Okay, and on your calendar on your website, because I'm assuming this moves around a little bit.
1: Um, so we've got all of the tastings scheduled out to June. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. And so you can go on our website. Um, and a, the best way to follow all that info is to um, scroll to the bottom of any of our web pages and sign up for our newsletter. We send out a newsletter once a month letting you know what the new flavors are, what's going on around the Twin Cities, you know, where we're going to be, that kind of thing. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Ashley, it's been really a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Likewise. Yeah.
0: Um, I have just one more question for you. A, a, when do you open your retail location? Do you know the exact date?
1: Uh, We don't. It's kind of a historic project, so yep. it's kind of, you know, it's Fluid. shifting and moving. Yeah. Um, I wish I knew more.
0: Yeah, I wish so, too, just because I'm, like, dying for you to be open. Um, Are you, at this point, making money, too? A lot of the entrepreneurs that come in, they pay themselves last. They put all their money towards growth.
1: Exactly. Um, It, no, I mean, not in any reasonable sort of way. Sure. But I get so much. I love number one being the ice cream lady around town, <laughs> and then I love giving great people good jobs. And so when and honestly, now the production team does most of the work. Yep. And so I would, you know, I'd, I'd rather take care of them. Do you have another job too, then, or do you just? I, live I also own a house cleaning means. business. You do. And um, originally, I, I purchased a house that. Um, has a little apartment upstairs. So yep. I kind of like all, I'll piece it together. It all works. And you're just like your mom. <laughs> I'll find a way. And if people need cleaning, where yeah. should they go for that? Oh, I just, now it's word of mouth. I kind of took down the website and whatever, but it's called clean house. Okay. So yeah. you have people that can clean house. Cause honestly,
0: just knowing that about you, I could right. fund your next business. <laughs> so many Yeah, of if I was friends, smart, I would grow that business. Right? Oh, they're just like, <laughs> who can we get to clean our business? And it's just it's a it's a challenging industry, yes. and yet there's a lot of opportunity there to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? St- make it strategic.
1: Yeah, just... and I think it's a lot of a lot of times in that industry also it's hard to find somebody that you trust. Mm-hmm. You know, and I one of my biggest loves besides ice cream is animals. So if you have a cat or a dog that I can love up while I'm there, oh my gosh, it's my favorite thing. <laughs> If I could be covered in animals all day, I would.
0: You'd be, oh, that's hilarious. Well, I have a little hair here from my dog (laughs) that I can give you. But thank you so much for
1: joining us today. I
0: just really am excited for you. I think it's going to be a great opportunity for people to taste your product. It's awesome. Uh, It's Ashley Old Sweet Science Ice Cream. And stay tuned. Sign up for her newsletter so you know when her retail location is opening. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you. Let's eat some ice cream.
0: Yes, let's. Stay tuned for 60-second AP News Headlines.